Welcome to the Wonders of Thedas podcast, your one-stop shop for all your Dragon Age role-playing game needs. My name is Ren. And I'm Jessica. And we also have... I am Leona. Yeah! One of these days we're going to make this whole, like, greeting thing go real smooth, and it'll sound really great, and you'll all be really impressed. But that day is not today. Absolutely not. We'll give it maybe until episode 90. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very specific... Time to reach that goal. I mean, you know, well, maybe maybe because we'll be doing it at Gen Con and we'll all be in the same room. Who knows? That's true. Hey. Mm. So you sound like my dad talking about how he's going to live to 93 and then renegotiate. <laughs> he won't tell me with whom. <laughs> you have a really wild dad. My dad is Faust. Like, that's just where we are. So, we've got an exciting episode that I'm sure a lot of folks have been waiting a long time for. Oh, yes. Uh, it only took us to episode 71, uh, oh. but oh, we're going to drop the phone, and uh, but we're also going to be talking about a background that has been requested, uh, but the polls have just never quite come out in its favor. Yes. We'll be talking about, oh goodness, Cassandra, I need you. Just, okay, right. well now you can see our shirts, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying a new setup, and uh, it's, in, you know... Cassandra's breastplate is not great at holding up phones. No, it's not. But, uh, either way, um, you guys voted, and it became very obvious that, uh, now that it's, now that some of the other really, really extra exciting options are out of the way, this was what you wanted. Uh, this one has, we've been waiting on this one for quite a while, uh, but we're finally going to be talking about the Talvashoth. Mm-hmm. Super exciting. exciting. Talk about rebelling against the Kyun. You know. Yeah. For, you know, fun stuff. Being a true gray one. We'll be getting into that, uh, and it'll be, it's going to be super cool. It blasted all of the other voting possibilities out of the water. By a Uh, lot. (laughs) Talvashoth got 31 votes, and the next one was Saharan Convert with eight. Yeah, no, y'all, y'all made it very clear what you wanted to talk (laughs) about this time. And I, honestly, I think that's going to (laughs) happen with the next episode, too. Because yeah. Faces of Thetis is included in that poll. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. And, you know, when the new book comes out, we got to talk about the new book. So, uh, first we're going to start uh, with something that we're going to try to make a more common, uh, more consistent tradition around here at the Wonders of Thetis is the D20 Radio Shoutout. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, me and some of the other podcast hosts uh, around the D20 Radio Network have been talking, and we are going to be trying to step up our... Uh, efforts to sort of uh, lift up and advertise for the other members of the D20 Radio Network, which is kind of the the reason for getting into it with all these other folks is that we all promote each other and we share yeah. resources. We know that everybody here is a very, very, you know, all these shows are very high quality and yeah. we want to be able to promote them and they want to be able to promote us. A lot of cool folks there. So uh, this time around, we are going to be promoting uh, the Powered by Fate podcast. Uh, if we have any fans of the Fate system out there, we've got something very special for you. Uh, the Powered by Fate podcast is a show for all things Fate. Whether you're looking for rules discussion, game reviews, inter- interviews with game creators, actual plays, this is your one-stop shop for Fate. Uh, there's only one episode out now, so you can get caught up on the entire show <laughs> at this very moment. Now's your chance! Well, okay, wait. Finish this episode first, okay? Yes, please. We'd appreciate it. <laughs> we work really hard on these. We work really hard on these things. Uh, the folks at Fate, Powered by Fate uh, discuss rules, settings, games, and Fate worlds, take listener questions, and they plan on making some actual plays, which hopefully we're going to get in, the, uh, get, in that, get in that market pretty soon. Hey, you get you a better job schedule. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. Yeah. I've got, I am so ready for that thing. Yeah, me too. I've got, no, I mean, like, also just, like, I've got art, I've got, mm-hmm. I'm ready, everything is ready. Uh, in their first episode, uh, JT, Domino, Rob Hans, and Ben Erickson introduced themselves and the show and discuss why you should play Fate and what the system is and isn't geared for by default. They also take a look at Masters of Umdar, a Fate World supplement from Evil Hat, and answer some listener questions. 
You can follow them on their Facebook and their Twitter, and you can find the podcast on most podcasting apps. You can find Powered by Fate, us, and all the D20 Radio podcasts on d20radio.com. Check out the podcast and join the conversation on the D20 Radio Discord. Definitely. That's us and several others. There you go. All right. We're going to make a very quick stop. Very quick stop into This Week in Thetis. You aren't worried I'll just make it up as I go? Not at all. You'll need to hear the whole story. Welcome to This Week in Thetis. Uh, I think it has been found that uh, a lot of folks have probably, folks have been especially watching the forums, have probably already seen that Faces of Thetis is finally going to print. Hooray! The first printing of Faces of Thetis is on the way. Uh, thank you to everyone who posted on the Errata Suggestions thread. It went by a little faster than we expected, but and see, all the, hel- all the help that could have been added was appreciated. Uh, now you can order Faces of Fetus from your FLGS or three, through Green Ronin's online store. Mm-hmm. We will probably be talking about Faces of Fetus on your next on the next show, so keep an eye on uh, uh, keep an eye on us for a quick overview of the book and what it has in store for you and your games. Now we're not going to give away everything. No, I want you to go buy the book. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to tell you who all's in it for sure. We might even give some examples. We'll probably but... mention a couple folks who are in it. Yeah, I mean, obviously we kind of. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, well, we're not going to read off stat blocks for you. Now we're not going to tell you who's not in it and who's in it for sure. Like, you got to get the book for yourself. But we will definitely make sure that you know sort of what the scoop is. It's a good book and a very useful it one. It is a good book. It's got some. It's got some new backgrounds in it. It's got mm-hmm. all kinds of neato stuff in there. Got <laughs> some organizations, and of course, we finally have relationships. Yay. That is true. We'll we're probably going to need to take a whole episode talking about those too. Haven't we talked about relationships already? I don't think so. I know. I don't think we. I, I know that we've mentioned some like fan creations in the Dissonant Verses, but I don't think we've talked about relationships as a mechanic specifically because that's never been part of Dragon Age yet. Okay. But now it is. Well, now we can. So, we are going to be skipping the Codex because we have no questions to give for the give you folks for this episode, unfortunately. Aww. Uh and we'll also be skipping the distant verses because we have nothing to show for we you. We have no right codex. Now. No codex and no distant verses. Friends. Par- Parcival did apologize that he did not have a question for us just yet. Well, at least at least he at least he did. Yes. Yeah. We appreciate the update, Parcival, and we look forward to your next communique. Yeah, we'll start worrying about you if we don't get questions. You gotta you gotta check in and let us know you're okay. <laughs> That's how we know. That's how we know you're safe. All right. So, since we'll be skipping the Codex and the Distant Verses, why don't we go ahead and uh, step up to that main topic? No, wait. No, wait. I had I didn't have time. There, there was, was no time. There was no time. Only the Qun. That's not even a pun. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Uh, I usually have like ten more minutes than this to think of my pun. I've been trying to work something with Saravas involved. It was going to be really bad. Save but it I didn't for the get end. to finish it. But I usually have another one at the end. Oh, sorry, guys. Drunkle Grog, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is the main topic for today. Is it fate or chance? So, you're at Talvashoth. You can turn to page 29 of the core rulebook to see the background for yourself, but we will be jumping right on in. Uh, what is a Talvashoth? Uh, I've got a lot of notes here, and we couldn't go over them, but I've also just remembered that we have uh, a certified lore master as part of this podcast. Uh, she, has a, she has a cape and everything. I do she have does. a cape. <laughs> it's real. It's uh, perfect. Would you like to read on or ask or quote from your endless library of Dragon Age lore? <laughs> sure. Um, so the Talvashoth are basically people who have who follow the Kune and then reject it for one reason or another. Vishoth in the Kunari means gray one and refers to, you know, they have 
gray skin, so it's kind of like a on-the-nose descriptor. Um, but they have left the Kuhn and have chosen to follow their own path in life. Um, the Kuhn, once you leave the Kuhn, um, the Kuhn themselves consider you simple children under the best circumstances and under the worst, they're going to think you're a savage who needs to be brought in and corrected. Um, Oof, corrected. Because the Kuhn don't like to waste anything. So mm -hmm. killing somebody is just, is a waste. Unless, you know, there there's a good reason for it. So they'll try and bring them back and re-educate them to the ways of the Kuhn. So yeah, there's, there's some things about that. There are some things about that. Um, so there's tons of reasons why somebody would be, would decide to become Talvashoth. So if you're going to choose the Talvashoth background, you should probably have a really good, you don't even read a really good reason, but there has to be a reason that you would leave. Um, either you don't like the, the role you've been assigned because that's, you grow up, you're going to be a warrior, you're going to be a soldier, you're going to be a sailor, you're going to do this, this, this. And if you don't like it, tough. Well, if you don't like it and don't want to say tough, you become a Telvashoth. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, so Veshoth means gray one, Talvashoth means true gray one, and they, the Talvashoth kind of take that and they use it as a, this is my badge of honor. This is who I am. Mm -hmm. It's basically taking... Reclaiming the word. Right. It, because the Kuhn consider it uh, a slur, not, even, not a slur, but like they spit the word at you. It's, a, it's, mm -hmm. it's demeaning to be called Talvashan. Just about as bad as being called a boss, right? Right. So they're going to take that and use it as their basic, what was it, Tyrion said you, from Game of Thrones, if you take something and use it as a shield, no one can use it against you as a sword. It's kind of hmm. the same thing. All right. That's, that's fair. I like it. Um, and the Talvashoth aren't necessarily the big, uh, the Kossith race, the big horn guys. Mm -hmm. Anybody who follows the Kuhn and then rejects it can be, is considered Talvashoth. Especially um, the largest concentration of non-Kossith uh, Kuhn are in Northern Ravain, where there's a whole bunch of humans that follow the Kuhn. So technically, if they abandoned the Talvashoth, or they abandoned the Kuhn, they would be considered Talvashoth as well. Mm -hmm. So you may need to adjust backgrounds if that's where you're going with it. If you're going with that, I'd love to hear about it because that's just fascinating. There's yeah, some good stuff. It's a very cool it's character. Really concept. good stuff. The background does seem to kind of be assuming that you are of the giant gray skin right. horned people. I mean, book wise, yes. Mm hmm. Lore wise, you can be anybody. Mm hmm. So go for it. Do it. Yeah. You are Talvashoth. <laughs> we, we, you know, whatever you look like, we all think that you're children. Pretty much equally. Yeah. Uh, so, who in Dragon Age has this background? Uh, is, mm. is everything okay, dear? Yes. You're making a face at me. Nope. Oh, man. P brace yourselves, everyone. Nope. It'll be fine. <laughs> You'll forget by the time we get to the end. Oh, man. So, uh, there actually aren't a lot of, there are definitely not a lot of major NPCs who are specifically Talvashoth, except, of course, for potentially the Iron Bull, but mm -hmm. he wouldn't have taken the Talvashoth background. He actually has his own background that they include in Faces of Thetis, and we will yeah. have to talk about it some other time, because it's pretty quick. It's pretty sweet. It, it, it's yeah. good. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, so... Iron Bull wouldn't take the background. He eventually becomes Talvashoth, but there are a couple of folks uh, who you might be able to recognize, like Katari, one of the characters you can play in the Dragon Age Inquisition multiplayer, is mm -hmm. technically Talvashoth. Uh, it looks like he kind of looks like he kept his name. 
least I think so. As far as I can tell, I think mm-hmm. that's the current name for. I think that's the current name for soldier. Uh, Katari, I believe, means to kill or okay. to fight. Don't know. Something like that. Can't remember. My Kuhn dictionary in my brain is failing me. Fair enough. Uh, who else? The character Sarabas uh, from Dragon Age Redemption is Talvashoth, the one who is trying to claim the mask of Fenharel. Incidentally, if you haven't seen Dragon Age Redemption, Talus is in it, and it's pretty cool. It's mm-hmm. live action. A live action Dragon Age, right? Uh, and then, of course, if you uh, in the same vein uh, as Talus, if you play Dragon Age 2 Mark of the Assassin DLC, uh, Salit is technically uh, a Talvashoth because mm-hmm. he has turned his back on the Kuhn. And uh, one of our one of our very dearly beloved characters in Faith Misplaced, yes, Vinak was Talvashoth. Mm-hmm. Why did she leave the Kuhn? Uh, because she wanted to fight. And be able to do that sort of thing, but also still have children. And that was... You can't mm-hmm. really do both. She wanted to have the ability to do mothery things. Mm-hmm. And actually raise her own children anyway, which is Yeah, that's that's difficult. already kind of weird in the Kuhn. But also, you know, she wanted to be able to fight as a woman. Not be considered... You know, she, she did not mm-hmm. identify as a trans character. Mm-hmm. She was the woman who wanted to fight. Yes. Which, in the Kyun, that's weird. Why would you do that? It is not done. I had Sten would say. a very long and circuitous and not very useful conversation <laughs> with Sten about that back in Origins. <laughs> that was a very awkward conversation to have. Well, and then Iron Bull has a conversation with Cassandra that says when they're fighting, he sees her as a man. Which is mm. kind of not like great. A- different um direction with that yeah it's like better than previous i I guess it's better than what sten's doing yeah (laughs) baby steps everybody baby Baby steps steps, everyone (laughs) well let's talk a bit about progress under the cune yeah you know what progress is progress we'll take it one day at a time Mm mm-hmm so, uh, crunch-wise, what does this background do? And it's, this is a, actually, like, crunchy-wise, this is a pretty juicy background. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to unpack here. Uh, first, for free, you get a plus one to your strength for your impressive frame. Uh, it's, again, this might be also kind of assuming that you are Kossith. You are yeah. the giant gray-skinned horned race. Uh, you might change this if your Talvashoth is human or elven, elven or maybe even dwarven. I think that the plus one strength uncommon. for a dwarf makes sense, though. That yeah. would work. Yeah. Might be able but to for a human or an elf, you might want to... You might want to mm-hmm. change that up to maybe a dex. A mm-hmm. Maybe a plus one to willpower? Maybe. Um, you also get to select either constitution, stamina, or strength intimidation because of your impressive frame. Yeah, again... Those are just both solid choices. Might need to switch that out if you're not Kossif. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're not Kossif, I think the stamina might still work because you've most likely trained your whole life or a good portion of your life and you've built up some that that is true stamina is probably legit yeah Mm -hmm. uh you can read and speak both kunlat and the trade tongue very useful can be useful and uh this is interesting that you take a minus one penalty to resist all magical spells and effects i believe that's usually on kossuth based classes right but But, uh, Leona, you had an interesting thought. My thought process for this part, at least, has always been that it could possibly be a psychological vulnerability rather than an actual physical one. Like, since the Kuhn is a religion and a culture, not a race, Mm -hmm. and their distrust of magic is well known. um, Mm -hmm. So, it could be psychological rather than an actual physical like, dwarves are naturally resistant to magic, so that would be physical. And if you've got a dwarf character, would that maybe mm. cancel out the one plus minus one um, to magic? And the dwarves get... Don't dwarves maybe? get, like, a plus? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's it's just, possible. It was, my, it was yeah. my thought, because then that's a way to get around, you know, other races having the minus one penalty. Mm-hmm. Because if it's yeah, psychological... Yeah, it's, it's an interesting thought. 
Because the other Kunari specific background is the the Kunari Barisad also gives you a minus one penalty to tests to resist magic. Yeah, I guess right. the question is: is the intent that the you know that the Kasif have a physical susceptibility to magic, or is the intent that there is a psychological sort of distrust of magic? Like, could, which came uh, first, the chicken or the egg? In this right. case, like. Right. Do they have the penalty because they don't trust magic? Or, or does the penalty cause them to not trust magic because they are susceptible to it? I feel like that's, you know, that's not really been clarified, so you could kind of run it either way. It depends mm-hmm. on what you're interested in. Yeah, that's a really cool, that was a really cool thought. I had not thought of that. That's our lore master. Things I mm-hmm. think of, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Uh... Interesting point, though. To get the plus one to resist magic, they would have to be a dwarf that comes from Orzammar originally. You'd have to do some mental gymnastics to make that happen, but if you yeah. can make that happen, again, <laughs> I want to hear about it. For sure, yeah. How you can go make that leap all the way from Orzammar to, yeah. to Parvala. That is... That and is then a, back out again. That is a anime protagonist. Like... <laughs> That is that is season one, season two, and season three of this anime pro tag. We are in we are deep in season three. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And you do have to have spiky hair. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't make the rules. You got to stand on top of tall things and stare out into the distance uh, while having a monologue. Yep. Uh, you have to like run dramatically at the screen. Oh yeah. Trip. Get back up. Run some more. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fall so, through the sky a bunch. That too. That too. Anyway, um, so one of the really cool things about the Talvashoth is that you can, it's one of the few backgrounds that will let you be any class. Yes. You I can think, be. I think there's only like two other backgrounds that let you do that. And they're both elven backgrounds, interestingly enough. Yeah. Cause the, uh, the, the... escaped elven slave mm-hmm. and the Dalish. That's it. That think that's, I feel like there might be one more, but it might be one of the newer ones. It might know. be one of the newer ones. I don't know. But yes, this is one of the few that lets you do that. So take advantage of that and mm-hmm. make exactly what it. you want to make. Yeah, do, do what it. you want. Uh, this benefit table foc- the benefit table co- focuses on willpower, constitution, and strength ability advancements and focuses. Uh, it is worth noting that this, along with the Kunari Barasad, is one of the only backgrounds that can get you a potential six strength at level <sighs> one if you happen That's to not awesome. only roll a four strength. But roll a plus one to strength from the benefits table. Yeah. That's a lot of strength. And even if you're going with point by, you can still probably get at least a five. You can get a a five strength. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, that's... You know. That's still absurd. Like, the... Wowzers. This is absurd. Never have to boost strength again. You can just focus on all that other fun stuff. Yeah, that said... Especially because now it's super expensive for you to make it go up. If you're playing, like, a Saravas, like, Mage Talvashoth, this, uh... Some of this stuff isn't gonna be super useful for you? Maybe the willpower. Yeah. And, I mean, Constitution's helpful for anybody. Yeah, but I mean... Like, the issue, like we were talking about, with the fact that, you know, not everybody is necessarily gonna be causive. Mm-hmm. It... For mages as well, I mean, this is just going to happen, but you're going to be beefy. This background is designed to make you into a beef beefcake. Mage. Right. And, of course, for, <laughs> for your elves and your humans and your anime protag dwarf, you <laughs> might alter some of these things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you've got a Kossith, a fairly standard Kossith uh, Talvashoth, mm-hmm. then, you know, I mean, you just get to be a burly mage. There's nothing wrong with being a burly mage. Yeah, we're going to have a burly mage. We are going to have a burly mage. Spoilers. <laughs> Not me, though. All right. Uh, that plus, that uh, that minus one to magic is uh, assuming that you are rolling with it, uh, as, it's, as it is written. May come back to bite you many times, so you're probably going to need to boost some stats that uh, you suspect will be necessary for resisting magical effects. If you're planning on going up against entropy <laughs> magic users, you're going to have a bad time. You're going to have not a bad a mage. time. Yeah, it's going to hurt a lot. Not only do you have that minus one, but you're going to have to boost magic to resist it. And uh, if you're a warrior or a rogue, those those secondary points could be going somewhere else, but... 
Well, that's that if you if you were a mage in the first place, mm-hmm. you're already getting all these bonuses to things you're not using anyway. So maybe this balances things out a little yeah. bit. Those entropy mages punching folks in the dump stats. Yeah. Or you could min max and just wish that you know hope for the best. <laughs> I hear that that occasionally works and often doesn't. Mm. Let us know. So, uh, let's talk a little bit about what your life is like after the Kuhn. Yes. Because the Kuhn is a pretty big thing to leave. And and assuming that you have, if you have been living your whole life under it, this is a wild new world for you. Uh, You are probably leaving the Kuhn only with the skills that were taught to you, uh, by the let's see, by the Tamasrans who raised you, uh, and the profession that they that they uh, assigned you to. Uh, but you, pr- but you, of course, everyone in the Kuen is fairly specialized. They get a thing to do, and they do that thing forever until let's see, until the Tamasrans decide that they need to reassign you. So you probably only have a fairly simple range of skills that, that we were let's say that you were just expected to do for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of Telvashoth tend to become, uh, tend to kind of, kind of sell their frame, to sell their, uh, their, in their fierce mine, uh, to become mercenaries, bandits, pirates, smugglers, main, fearsome main, M, is it M-E-I-N? M-I-E-N. M-I-E-N. But, you know what? I haven't pronounced that word in like a decade, so <laughs> I think it's mean. We'll take it. Uh, you may not possess the combat training of the Antam, but uh, you are still going to be raised in uh, either born with the strength or raised in a setting where that strength is going to be expected of you because you're going to be living among other giants. Uh, you are going to at least present intimidating enough to make it by in jobs that require someone large and tough. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, doing this is only going to earn you more scorn from your uh, from the let's see from the actual Kunari. Who see this as you selling what little scraps of your soul are left by kind of like selling yourself? Uh, plenty of Talvashot do find honest work, uh, and some do so as farmers, traders, crafters, and other professions. If they were lucky enough to get something to get uh, a craft or a trade that was useful while working under the Kuen and then left. Although. It would be a little depressing to be unhappy doing the thing you're doing under the cune and then leave and be like, well, this is the only thing I know how to do. Better go back to doing the thing I didn't want to do under the cune. <sighs> Unfortunately, it sounds like that's the way a lot of Talvashoth end up going. Just because they haven't known anything else. This is what they're comfortable with. They've been, <laughs> they've just known this one job that the Tamasrans gave them, so now I'm going to do it without anybody breathing down my neck. Um, that's, 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 that's a step worth in the right something. direction gotta count for something mm-hmm. uh, the Talvashoth may change their names if they wish selecting a name that reflects their new role something that they like the sound of or even taking on a nickname that they like that becomes a new name in its own right like the Iron Bull for example you know possibly hmm. uh, feel free to take a look at the Dragon Age wiki for Kunlat words that you can select uh, as a new name they have quite a few, quite a nice selection of possible names uh, there <laughs> and was- a there was one and, uh, NPC in Dragon Age 2, Maras. Yes. Which means nothing. Like, l- the literal word nothing in Kunlat. So, and that was the name he took because he felt he was nothing anymore. He didn't have anything. That's very sad. It's And cool. very Dragon Age. It's very, very Dragon, Dragon Age. Age. It's almost like, it's almost poetic. It's like what's his name naming himself? What's his name? What's his name naming himself? Abelas. You know, Abelas naming himself Abelas. I guess his name is Abelas. Poor dude, gotta get a new name. Oh, he's just we'll gonna sit if... around and be sad and pompous. I mean, a lot of old elves seem to be doing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they do. <laughs> uh, now, even after throwing off the Kuen, most Talvashoth still kind of see the world through the eyes of the Kuen, questioning what purpose something serves or wondering at things like marriage and independence or even things like social mobility. Yeah, because they're not really things that they uh, originally experienced. Mm-hmm. The Kuen is a strict lifestyle to live under. And... Uh, uh, walking out and seeing folks who are just kind of like deciding that today, you know, today I'm going to start trying to be a noble. 
Excuse me? Well, also, what? I mean, you do that in Orlando, and people are still going to look at you the same way. <laughs> I yeah, mean, people true. in Orlando are just going to laugh at you. It's a very good joke. Uh, they're going to laugh at you, but then very secretly make sure that they have uh, several plans to kill you. Say, oh, just you, in case you, will you get lucky. You'll be several times over dead. Just in case you get lucky. Uh, your character may still appreciate some parts of the Kyun, uh, may choose to live by the ones that, the parts of it that suit them best. Because mm-hmm. that was that was your whole life. You that is all you have known. You did not get to grow up under anything else. You didn't get to grow up with Ferelden independence. Didn't get to grow up with uh, Tevinter superiority and or Orlesian superiority. Uh, or the weird fascination with death the Navarans get, uh, and so on. So, this is so this is the mindset that you will probably be walking in with. Mm-hmm. Um, another interesting facet that I found while I was digging was that the Kossuth race, assuming that that is how you're planning to play this, uh, the giants with the metallic colored skin and the horns, of course, are... Sometimes horns. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, Sometimes horns. horns. Not always horns. Not always mm-hmm. Uh, are thought to have a kind of innate ferocity and lust for blood. Uh, this may be exaggerated by some casual racism, uh, but it or is, very deliberate racism. Or very deliberate racism. Is there uh, any? Ca- is not... I mean, I think Dragon Age is just casual racism. The game. Casual yeah. racism and smooching the yeah. game. Yeah, uh, it's just well, a, also how... ca- racism, casual and overt. Also smooching. <laughs> yes. It's just varying degrees of racism is the entire game. Yeah, it's not, is this racist, it's how, how racist. racist. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, it is not unknown uh, for those who are even still living under the Kuhn to fall into a kind of savage whirlwind where they wake up surrounded by bodies. It has happened to both Sten and the Iron Bull. Now, a point that I would mention about that... Mm-hmm is that both of those characters were raised from a young age for combat. Yes. It is possible that that is something that occurs because of the way they were trained, not necessarily because that's a racial factor. Like it's possible. Most, yeah. most uh, like, assigned female at birth and female, like, just most, like, women Kunari mm-hmm. are going to, like, anybody who was raised in that climate is going mm-hmm. to not have that training. So Probably right. They may not, they very well may not have that same mm-hmm. sort of. That codex entry that I read while doing the research for this was pretty ominous, though. Yeah. Can you imagine so, like, some Tamasarin going into this this blood rage? I mean, honestly. And, like, just being full... surrounded by children's bodies when oh. she's done? Oh, yeah, maybe not so good. But if somebody were to attack the children, I can say as a childcare provider that I think True. it's very possible for them to fly into a blood rage. I would agree with that. I, I would I would do it. I'm not even Casa. <laughs> Come after my kids, see what happens. Uh, now, of course, both of these did have kind of like... These were exceptional circumstances. Like, Sten woke up after having lost all of his units from a Darkspawn attack, and then found out that his sword was missing. The mm-hmm. thing, the, the the piece of his soul that the Antam gave him. He, he had lost literally everything, so he attacked this family in a blind rage, and then chose to give himself into their justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, actually, almost the exact same situation happens with Iron Bull. He's fighting rebels in Saharan, uh, and things just get... He loses too many people. Too many rebels are coming after him. Uh, he just kind of like comes out of this rage, surrounded by bodies, and he goes to the kun to the kunari and says, "I want reeducation. Mm-hmm. I want you to fix me." Mm-hmm. So it's these were exceptional circumstances, uh, and the codex entry I read was kind of like these people had like gone had like had like gone savage. Like they had a bandit camp. They had stolen women, children, and killed lots of people. Uh, and the only response they had to why have I, why have you done this, what made you this way, is I defy the Kuhn. Hmm. That was the response they got. So, you know, you, you, we pr- you probably won't have to deal with some, this kind of thing in-game. It could be very dramatic. 
it would be very Dragon Age. Um, when without the discipline of the Kyun, its schedules, purpose, and direction, some Talvashoth might fall into this savagery, either out of instinct or because they deny the Kyun. Um, a lot of folks do think. A lot of folks, probably a lot of uh, Kunari folks, probably think that this that the seer that the the lifestyle of the Kyun, uh, the religion, and the scheduling and the structure of it may have even been built with the intent of let's see of making the making these the savages civilized, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Big quotation marks better. around. Big the word quotation savages. marks. Yes, uh, to become something more. Uh, it is not impossible your character may have to grapple with this rage uh, if they are without direction and, of course, if per- circumstances get particularly dire. Uh, you don't have to represent this mechanically. It could be just gone do, gone through with, uh, uh, with narrative, but if you did want to represent it mechanically, uh, I might recommend a couple of options for your reading. Uh, the first one, of course, this is assuming that you've got the chance to buy some other blue, some other age books, but uh, a, a lot of age games are toolkits for other age games, so... Yeah, so... Uh, for your consideration. Uh, the first one being Corruption, from Blue Rose. Uh, Blue Rose's core rulebook, page 58 and 59. Uh, corruption in Blue Rose is, is a very Blue Rose thing. It's very much kind of like the grip of evil on you. Yeah. But you could alter it to work in this mm-hmm. situation. I like it because it lets you mechanically track how far your character has fallen. Mm-hmm. And that can be... I'm sure you could adapt it. Yes. You could probably adapt it to something like that. Uh, if you wanted to. Uh, you would definitely have to change some things about it because, you know, it does some things that are particularly it, blue rosy. It's a different setting. It's a very so. different setting. Um and of course, another thing you might want to take a look at uh, with something with uh, a direction to a couple of points that I thought would be particularly useful uh, was the addiction and dependence section of the artifacts chapter uh, in the Fantasy Age Companion. Uh, see the cursed artifacts section and the curse madness in Fantasy Age Companion pages sixty-three to sixty-five. And that could be useful too. Hmm. That said, it's not mandatory. Not mandatory. Absolutely Bandy not. stretch the imagination. Mm-hmm. This is getting to some pretty dark stuff. And if your party, of course, if your players, of course, aren't comfortable with that, you should absolutely, you can absolutely just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that is very probably true and was true for our Talvashoth mm-hmm. is that uh, you probably aren't super fond of and super trusting of mages. Uh if you know, depending on how long you were a member of the Kuhn, you might still see mages as walking powder kegs or Gatlock kegs. Yeah, what do what do the Kunari do to their mages? Bad things. Bad things. They um they chain them. They sew their lips shut. I want to say they sew their eyes shut. I think in some cases they do. They chop off their horns. Um, and they have control. I think they have a sort of control rod. Yes. Like yep. the golem, like golems do. Um, yeah, and it's all because they are dangerous and they want people to be afraid of them. Yep. Sarabas, literally dangerous thing. Dangerous mm-hmm. thing. Uh, that old Kunari saying goes that uh, an ocean, see, uh, as does a drowning man know the ocean, does a mage know magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They think that magic is something that cannot be controlled. So these, since so these mages, the Sarabas, need to need be protected to be from themselves. Protected from themselves, and yes. even uh, a lot of it is also framed as kind of like uh, a noble thing, because that Kunari has uh, like extra challenges, has further challenges that other Kunari don't have to deal with. Mm-hmm. There's still, they're still called things. They're definitely still called dangerous yeah. things. I don't think there's a whole lot of nobility here. I think there's fear. Mm-hmm. A healthy respect uh, and fear. Yeah, but there's definitely not, a lot of fear. Not a lot of... But uh, no. that said, you could also deliberately be like, you know what, I know mages aren't bad, even though I'm scared of them, and I'm going to go and change my <laughs> opinions of mages. You know what, mage friend, you're... You're all right. <laughs> I mean, like... Vinak and Asha ended up being pretty darn close. Mm-hmm. Just had to be okay with the the magic and you know 
maybe let her know when I'm casting heal spells and give her the heads up. What are you touching? What is that? What is that? Not tell her that I have a magic baby. <laughs> it's a healer. It's a heal. Jesus, come over here. <laughs> Not gonna hurt you. It's okay. Andraste's flaming sword. <laughs> All right. Uh, another thing worth noting is the term Vashoth, uh, which actually can mean different things for some people. While many of those who leave the Kuen go by the label Tal Vashoth, not everyone has the exact circumstances of people who are actually leaving the Kuen. Uh, many people who are uh, people who are perhaps like born to Tal Vashoth parents uh, technically have never known life under the Kuen. So some of them like just use the say that they are Vashoth because they've had nothing to rebel against. They... You know, see, their parents left the left the queue and they rebelled. Uh, they were born to their parents and took up their trade, so they didn't really have anything to fight against. They didn't really have any shackles to throw off. They just, mm-hmm. they're just here now. Yep. Uh, they made lead, they say they lead lives probably not unlike most other people in Thetis, uh, just trying to make a life, without ever necessarily knowing what their ancestors may have had to escape to bring them this new life. Um, if your character never knew the Kyun, Vashoth might be a more likely descriptor for them, but your tal- the Talvashoth background might still serve your purpose as well. Mm-hmm. And I, Leon, I saw you, I saw you added uh, that if the penalty to magic is psychological, might have to revisit if Vashoth even had this penalty. Yeah. I actually <laughs> had a Vashoth character. Nice. Ooh. She was um, a Kunari Tevinter mage. What? Yeah. Excuse me. Would you like? Did to you hear... have spiky anime hair? No, but would you like to hear the mental gymnastics? Oh please! That made this oh, work. Boy. Oh man! Absolutely. She was basically an experiment by the Tevinter oh, mages. Geez. As look how cultured and intelligent we are. We will teach this savage magic and treat her better than the Kuhn would ever treat us. Yeah. She was a Gross. she was a prize to be paraded around uh, to promote how wonderful the Tevinters are. Ew. It was new, <sighs> but she was wonderful. I loved her. They and even better, they named her Cornelia, which in Latin <clears throat> means horn. Of course. <laughs> So, no racism here. Cornelia was wonderful. And she wasn't even, ex- like, when they found her as an infant, and they didn't know she was a mage until she was, like, eight. So they were just going to be like, hey, we're, we're civilized and enlightened, and we'll, we'll teach this savage how to become less of a savage. And then all of a sudden she's yeah. a mage, and they're like, oh, this is even better. <laughs> Score! They paraded her in front of the Archon and the Black Divine on how wonderful they are to teach this savage how to be, you know, an educated person. A proper maid. A proper person, which, you know, they never really did. Oh, God, no. They of course not. They taught her enough to not kill herself or anybody around her, but that was about it. Mm-hmm. She was never And then treated. she torched him, right? Um, no, she ran away. Okay, fair enough. She I mean, that a, works too. She was actually a very, she was more of a pacifist character. She was, she was like team mom. Nice. Aww. She was the healer, mostly. Um, ah, I've lived that life. Yeah, she was, she healed, but a lot of her magic was, she had a couple, she had like one healing thing, but she, um, most of her magic was in like elemental stuff. Because mm-hmm. that's what they taught her was flashy things, mm, fireballs and lightning. Actually, I I liked doing lightning spells with her, but you know that was that was her thing. But, Lightning's a good way to go. Cool. I love lightning, but yeah, she was uh, she was my Kunari Tevinter mage, and I love her. She ended Aww. up oh, and she ended up married to a great warden, and she's well. That's see, that's that's how that should go. She she's living in Weishaupt now. With her, Yay. with her gray warden husband, she didn't become a gray warden, but she's like, I like I maxed out her intelligence, so she's super smart. So she's, mm-hmm. I basically made her like the warden's librarian. That works. Yeah. Nice, I dig it. So yeah, 
Cornelia was amazing and I loved her. Aww. Very good. A good example of a pure Vashoth. Yeah. But, uh, whether you're Vashoth or Tal Vashoth, you kind of have to deal with the next group that we're about to talk yeah. about and how it relates. Ben Hasrath. The Ben Hasrath. They don't really care if you were mm. one way or the other. They want you back. Mm-hmm. Especially if you, especially if you did in fact turn your back on the Kuhn. Yeah. Uh, not all Talvashoth are dangerous, but they are still considered enough of a threat that they need to be re-educated or, in the harshest of circumstances, eliminated. Also, I mean, it would be a waste to just leave them out there. Exactly. It's yeah. a waste of materials. It's a wa- it's, it, the Kunari waste nothing. Which is why they never ended up having extra butter to make cookies with. That's true. Tragedies. Well. Tragedies of tragedies. Uh, but then let's go back to the Ben Hasrath hunting your character. Uh, the Ben Hasrath are technically the priesthood of the Kuhn, protecting the faith in the Kuhn and those innocents that are under the Kuhn's protection. They handle new converts, upholding the Kuhn's laws within Kunari society, and finding those who are in need of re-education. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's you. They also act as spies and assassins for the Kunari, taking on clandestine missions. Uh, one of their many duties is seeking out Tal Vashoth for... Uh, aforementioned re-education or elimination. Uh, your character may have to discover if they are being pursued or keep an eye out for members of the Ben Hasrath and their travels, which can be very hard because they can be literally anyone. Mm, yes. The Ben Hasrath actually prefer uh, having agents in foreign lands who are not Kassith because yeah. they blend in awfully well. Uh, they, your character may not be considered important enough at first, but as you start to level up and go on these big adventures and become this big dang hero, the Ben Hasrath may reevaluate your character's use to the Kuhn. Hopefully, if you hit level 20, they'll just leave you well enough alone. Mm. Not likely, though. Mm. And it's not so easy for a seven-foot-tall gray man with horns to hide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or even just... Be inconspicuous at all. Well, right. if they want Vanak, now they gotta, like... Now they gotta get through a whole country. Yeah, Vanak is pretty safe. Yeah. Don't at me. I'm a big mage, and I will be scary. <laughs> so there. Mage is scurry. Yeah, we got a bunch of mages, and <laughs> yeah. this is my friend. And go you guys, you guys have probably got a couple of, of uh, Kunari spies coming to keep track of you. Oh, probably. I mean, definitely got some Ben Hasrath in in uh, in Brasilia. Maybe we uh, maybe we start sealing people. Maybe. Hey, hey, hey. We'll have to see. All right. Well, let's talk about some ways that the uh, Talvashoth can get involved in your campaign. Mm-hmm. Whether they are uh, your PCs uh, or your major NPCs, or you're just looking for another adventure hook to keep the adventures going. Uh, I can start. Uh, And we can go around reading. Uh, The PCs are dramatically approached by a towering Kunari who claims they sought out the heroes for wisdom. They ask the heroes what they know of the Kyun and explain their situation. They are on the run from the Ben Hasrath, but suspect they may be able to reason with them to let them go peacefully. They request that the heroes join them in meeting with the Ben Hasrath to negotiate, hoping that having numbers will at least make the Ben Hasrath cautious on approach and avoid an immediate confrontation. The GM can decide how the Ben Hasrath feel about this newly minted Talvashoth and how they likely they are to negotiate with the heroes over their release. Whatever feels right for the campaign. Hmm. How about this one? The heroes come across a farmland that is being run by several Talvashoth. They seem to be recovering from an attack of some kind. And while the PCs may suspect bandits, the Talvashoth explain that they were attacked by some hateful people from the village they go to the market um, from the village at which they go to market. They've tried to explain that they were never Talvashoth to begin with, as they were not born into the Kuhn, but the humans do not seem to understand or care. The heroes can try to reason with the villagers, and failing negotiation, they may have to prepare for a fight against a small militia of hateful peasants. If any of the Talvashoth die in the attack, they may complicate the uh, negotiations by seeking some revenge during the talks. Racism! (laughs) It's an unfortunately common theme. Uh, Leona, would you like to take this next one? Sure. So, locals from a... 
Locals mm -hmm. from within a town or a city oh. have been disappearing. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> stolen in the night by unknown kidnappers. The PCs are tasked with tracking down these kidnappers and bringing them to justice by someone who has lost someone to the kidnappers. The PC's investigation leads them to a camp of Talvashoth where the kidnapped victims seem to be instructing the Talvashoth in several trades. The PCs discover that the Talvashoth are mostly non-combatants with no desire to hurt anyone, but they need to quickly learn how they can fend for themselves now that they have left the Kuhn. The people who have hired the PCs still demand justice and may even have the PCs followed to make sure they make good on their promise to bring the kidnappers to justice. The PCs can choose to bring the nearly hapless Talvashoth to the authorities, offer to help them somehow, or just take the professionals back to their homes. If the Talvashoth are not brought to justice, this could complicate things for the PCs, as those who hired the PCs may be furious to find that no one was punished for the kidnappings. This one's kind of sad. I mean, I guess that it's is sad. Kind of sad. Where it's like, they just, they, they just... really wanted to hire a specialist, and nobody was really willing to come out, and so they kind of had to... Because racism. Borrow, one. borrow a specialist? <laughs> just need some help. All right. And uh, got one more here uh, to send you all folks off with. Uh, while the PCs are exploring a dungeon or abandoned temple, they are blocked by a group of Talvashoth bandits. They will not let the heroes continue, claiming that a powerful weapon rests within, and they intend to make use of it to fight the Antam. The PCs can choose to help them find it, force their way through, and race the bandits to the prize at the bottom, or simply let the Talvashoth have their way. Depending on how powerful this weapon is, the Talvashoth bandits may indeed be able to use it to challenge the Kunari, rallying other Talvashoth to their side to create a true unified front against the Kuhn. Whether this bothers the PCs or excites them, we'll decide how they might respond to this evolving situation, or the PCs may have adventures of their own controlling controlling such an artifact. That could be good, too. All kinds of ways to put the Talvashoth in your campaign. Mm -hmm. As always, let us know when you do these things. Yeah, we do love use, hearing about you Yeah, guys. if you use any of these hooks, we would love to hear how they go. Hello. Um, hi. Hi. Hi there. We're, we're coming to the end of the show here, and yeah, uh, I and still haven't heard anything from well, you yet. Despite the the best efforts, like this is your show, and uh, you're the leader of this show, oh boy. and my job is to make the puns, and I just I couldn't come up with one on time up there, and I feel just terrible about it. So I just I gotta say, sorry, boss. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh man. No. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes, 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 oh yes. Oh God, you're just mad because I came up with it first. You're just mad because you had to hear it with your real ears. No, no, I'm just mad. Just regular mad. Just regular mad. Just, just the proper responses to puns. Happy day after Valentine's Day. Thank. All right. Uh, Leona, would you like to add anything to this? I think it. I think we did pretty good. I think good. we covered most of the Talvashoth. I don't think there's anything left. Yeah. I think we covered it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it is worth noting that, um, unless your Talvashoth is part of a, of a group of Talvashoth who have left, Talvashoth don't really have, possess, like, uh, like, as that and see, that last uh, plot point was also building off the fact that the Talvashoth don't really have, like, a unified goal. Talvashoth are their own people, scattered to the winds because they do not wish to be part of the Kuhn, for one right. reason or another. Hey. Um, what? Hey. What? <laughs> what now? I have a question for you. Do you? Yes. What is it? What do you call a Kossip of abnormal height? Who chooses to abandon the queue? Um, I see this one. This one's a... <sighs> what do you call them? <laughs> I'm pretty... Are you going to make me say it? Yes. A tall... A tall shot. <laughs> oh. That one's... That, no. Absolutely. Are you sure? Yes. I'm sure. If you... If you like what we do, please consider supporting us on our new Patreon. If you support us with only $3 a month, you get to vote on our Patreon poll, which is worth twice as many votes as the other polls. If you support us with $5 a month, you get to hear the episodes a week early on Patreon. 
And there's a couple other little snippets and extra goodies that sometimes come your way. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. puns are making me weak. Jessica's taking the show. So <laughs> <I hope. laughs> Anything you can contribute is appreciated, though. You can find a link to our Patreon on our blog and in the post for this show. If you'd like to keep up with the show, you can follow us on our social media. Feel free to leave a comment or a question, or even tell us how your Dragon Age games are going. Or leave us terrible puns, because we both love them very much. A I couple of people have been uh, have been doing such things, and they're they're very good. Thank everyone for your continued support. Yes, <laughs> I, I have received support and uh, validation and vindication for mm-hmm. my contributions to the show, and know that I will continue to contribute puns. Great. Uh. Uh, feel free to comment on our show on SoundCloud, and if you could leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play, it really super helps us out. And we always love constructive criticism, but again, if you're mean, we'll just get sad. Mm-hmm. Anyway. S- so, uh, this is Ren wishing lots of sixes on that dragon die. This is Jessica wishing you good heels and happy feels. And this is Leona. May the creators guide you on your way. Uh, do we think we've got time for a post-show today? Uh, How early do you have to be up in the morning, Leona? Not. My head hurts. Not? My head hurts. I can do a little bit. Okay. I can do a little one. I'm right. very tired. It has been a super long day for Jessica. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I think we could, I think I could manage a little bit of something-something. Okay. Thank you all for listening to the One is the Thetis podcast. We'll catch you next time. Have a good one, everybody. Bye, everyone. Welcome to the post show. Hey. hey. Post show. Post show. We are here. The after uh, party. The after party. So, uh we're done talking about Talvashoth, maybe. I mean, we I might mean, probably. Be able to. probably. We can't promise you anything, but can't the show's done. You. The show's done. If you can go home. If you've had your fill, feel free to go home. We're just going to kind of shoot the breeze now. We're just going to hang out. Just going to talk about stuff. And uh, I don't even know what we're going to talk about this time. I thought I would actually mention I was very wor- I was a little worried about some of those social media posts I made for this episode because I used this art. Oh, of the t- it's real gory. <laughs> the art of the Talvashoth <laughs> ripping the get the the uh, the herlock in half. Yeah, d- did yeah. You, well, did you crop it? No, I mean I figured that because this is a family show. I mean, it is about Dragon Age. Yeah, and that's... it's it's still it's a it's a dark fantasy. <laughs> we don't swear on the show. We don't. Uh, okay, but... so swears, swears are unacceptable. <laughs> swears, but intestines swears being ripped—that's that's a okay. Well, dark sure spawn are just the worst. Dark spawn are the worst. This is a good thing. So it matters right whose guts are being ripped into pieces. That's right. Yeah, that's. The so it's okay to rip people's guts as long as it's a bad person. <laughs> as long as they are spawn of evil. This this feels this feels not so good for me. This doesn't feel eh, good. Fair I enough. I don't care for it. I think it'll probably be okay. It's I mean it's 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 art from the book. It's actually yeah. like Dragon Age. It's from the Dragon Age RPG, so it's it's very on brand. We sorry if it if if anybody gets grodied out by mm-hmm. Herlock bits. Yeah. It's a real cool piece of art, though. I really like the I really like the uh, the the dimensions of it and the perspective. It is the perspective is very good. I have a hard time getting perspective like that in my own art. Perspective is hard. It is. It's a big challenge. Did y'all have a topic for this post show? That was my first one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, I was gonna actually gonna ask Leona, have you played recently Dragon Age? Dragon, uh, no, because as in like the, the tabletop the, game. No, because my daughter has had volleyball games. Mm. Um, oh yeah, and that's taken me away. So I have not played in like three weeks. Oh man, Oof, that's it's, rough. It's, I'm playing on Sunday. Cool. Okay, that's good. You'll have to but you'll have to catch us up. I will have to catch you up. I, we got two new players. Ooh. So that's exciting. How many players does that make? Five. All right. That's a good group. It's a good number. 
Um, mm. So, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, it's five and a half because my character has a dog. So, <laughs> good old Sue. Dog is always good. Yeah. Dog matters. I love that dog. We'll round up for dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so six. I love yeah, Sue. We haven't had time to do much of anything gameplay-wise. Yeah. We've been doing a lot of work on like creating mm-hmm. the campaign setting. The wiki that we've been doing for the campaign setting is looking pretty full, and I'm excited. It's getting pretty fancy. We've been uh, filling out the world. I realized that I'm accidentally making Final Fantasy VII for one of the parts of the <laughs> setting. Oops. And I, like, completely subconsciously, and then I started looking at, like, taking a step back and, like... Ah, uh, beans. Ju- <laughs> I just made the Shinra Corporation. And I, I think I also just made Midgar. And come on, there's a gloomy mansion around here too where there's creepy experiments happening. What am I doing? You should probably not get us sued. I mean, because the original... The, I would like to err on the side of the us original, not getting sued. Uh, was um, was based on Schloss Karamark from Pathfinder. Yeah, yeah. Square is going to eat us. It's going to unhinge... <laughs> but it's a bunch it's, of short people. It's going to unhinge... It's, what? It's a bunch of gnomes. It's where the gnomes oh, are. I thought you were saying Square was a bunch of short people. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? No, Square is not a bunch of short people. Okay, but either way, Square is going to unhinge its metaphorical corporate jaw like a snake. Mm-hmm. And we will never see the light of day again, so... We'll have to find some good angles to go on it. Yes, we will. But mm. it, the, the stuff is starting to look real... Well, it's already been pretty cool, but it's starting to look uh, real fleshed out and interesting, and it'll be... I'm excited about this. I think it's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. And I'm really looking forward to seeing the actual play take place and seeing these new characters working together because each and every one of them is both compelling and kind of ridiculous. Like That's, that's how I think that's we have one that seems like an actual competent adult that you would ask to be an adventurer. <laughs> and the other four of us are just trash fires. Like, which, sweet. Which one? Like uh, Nick's character. Nick's character seems like the one that is that actually is a responsible adult with a really responsible <laughs> adult job who maybe has responsible adult reactions to things. I work as a city guard. Meanwhile, the other characters are like, "I want an adventure. <laughs> I want to make everybody be nice to each other. I talk to animals and have lightning. Also, <laughs> I talk. I work through my emotions with punches. I cry." All the time. I cry a lot. I am the saddest, softest noodle boy. And I am very... I'm just here to cry. This rogue does not do a lot of fighting. Oh god, he's gonna be so useless and I'm so ready for it. (laughs) I love him in my heart of hearts. He's a good boy. Suffice to say, we're very excited. Yes, and we've already had like some... There will be, hopefully... We still have to get Joe on board for this, but mm-hmm. there will be like a little sneak peek when we're getting closer to actual airing time uh-huh. of uh, just a little like maybe five to ten minute interaction between two of the characters from their past that just uh, will put you on track to see a little bit of like how part of this is going to go. And it's not not going to be shenanigan filled. Say that. Certainly not. Not not shenanigans. Not not. We have a cat trying to get into this room. Mm-hmm. And cat wants to be part of the post show. Yep. So but. I may or may not have just picked up the Faces of Thetis PDF. Nice. Woo. Yeah. I am pleasantly surprised by some of the characters, and I'm disappointed by some that have been left out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so- one in here that, not to spoil anything, that took me a minute to even realize who it was. Oh. Oh, well, we can't talk about that yet because right. we got a whole episode we got to do for that. I understand that, but I'm pleasantly surprised by who's in here and a little disappointed as well. Yeah. We'll, ta- was... we'll definitely talk about that in the Faces yeah. of Thetis episode, but. A little bit, not my, too much. <laughs> once we stop recording, I might get it off the record, which is uh, what we're talking about. Yeah. But yep. everybody, yeah, you should pick up this book because it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's real sick. It's got some cool stuff in there. It's really cool. It's got a lot of stuff that you can steal. Mm -hmm. And a lot of stuff that you could just, you know, if you want win to be in your game, have a win. Yeah. 
here she is. She's got some cool art. She's got her whole backstory there for you, and she's got a stat block. This this book is for the win. There you go. Hmm. That one. That one. That one was. You obvious. just. You. Yeah, but you didn't take it, and I did, <laughs> and that's why I'm a go getter. Hmm. Ogren's in it. I was psyched about that. Yeah. I did find that he was a that he was a he was an interesting choice. They uh I'll grin when I see you. <sighs> I can't stop. It won't stop. <laughs> can't stop, won't stop. Never stop. So we'll definitely have to talk more about Faces of Fetus. Yeah. Uh, once we're off the record, but I was also very pleasantly surprised by this book. Yes, yes. and now we should definitely talk about no more of the people in it. No yep. more of the no people. More in th- it. That, I didn't say anything. I just said no. I was that wasn't directed at you. <laughs> that was directed at me. That was directed at you. I'm very excited about this book. Yeah, I think we need to stop talking about it, or Ren is just gonna give everything away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How's Kingdom Hearts three going? Um. Okay. I kind of got sucked uh-huh. into Elder Scrolls Online. Ah, oh, that'll so happen. That's what I've been playing for like the last week. Have you gotten to beat it yet? Have you seen the ending? No, I have not. Gotcha. Oh boy. Oh man. Oh boy. I'll get Tying up many it, plot threads. It sure is. <laughs> it 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 is. It sure it is. is. I will get there eventually. I have some complaints. <laughs> I think I think most people have a couple of complaints, but uh, but I mean it's it's also pretty cool. I mean it's pretty cool, but I have some complaints. <laughs> I think that's fair. The things that Jessica really wanted to see happen, very didn't. So that's, unfortunately, that's pretty yeah. sad. I'm I'm frustrated. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of cool stuff though. There was one thing that I did not see coming. There was one particular development where I was like, whoa, that makes sense. I didn't notice that. I didn't see it coming. And now that I think about it, there's something a little bit off about it because of stuff. But <laughs> you, once you finish the game, we can talk about that. Okay. It's, there's some good stuff going on. <laughs> Future post-show material. Yep. More Kingdom Hearts. Mm. <sighs> All right, guys. My... I. Worked 7 to 5.30 today, and there were screaming toddlers for most of those hours, Mm -hmm. and my head is about to fall off of my shoulders. Off my neck, I guess. Fair enough. Just roll out the door, and then roll itself up onto a counter and take a whole lot of ibuprofen. And then roll up to bed. Yes, and then my head will go to bed. Mm -hmm. My body will have a hard time getting back, because it will not have eyes Mm -hmm. or ears. Well, thanks for joining us, Leona. Thank you for having me again. It's always good to have you. We love to have our lore master. I try. We appreciate it. You Especially are for these lore darn good lore master. Yes. All right. Alrighty. Well, I suppose we should go ahead and sign off. Uh, thank you, everyone, for everyone, folks who are still listening. We, uh, yep. You know, little meandering conversation. Yep. Bit lower energy right now. You have mm-hmm. to forgive us. It is but, very. Uh, it is late. It is rather mm-hmm. late. It is probably sleep time for us. Yeah, that's fair. I'll try and get this posted nice and quick. All right. But thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.